electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are holding their gains after the Dow's all-time high, the Fed pivot in full display. Real t- retail sales upside surprise. Job- jobless claims lowest since August. The 10 years, you can see, still holding below four. Our roadmap begins with that record-setting rally. The Dow crossing 37K for the first time. Market set for some further gains at the opening. Plus, Apple shares hit an all-time high. That's an all-time closing high. And they are within striking distance of what would be an intraday high. Those stock gains fueling a $1 trillion boost to Apple's market cap. That's just this year. And is Southwest Airlines poised for growth next year? CEO Bob Jordan is going to explain why he's optimistic. He's going to join us right here on the set at the New York Stock Exchange. As is Phil LeBeau. As is Phil LeBeau. That's worthy of... uh, of a uh, announcement as well. Yeah. Ah, it's good to have Phil in the house. Let's begin with this Fed-fueled rally, Jim. We said yesterday the, the coming 24 hours would be key. Well, I have to tell you, uh, I was surprised at how sanguine he is. I think you'd have to own that. I mean, I've been saying that he's going to do a soft landing, so I was not off base. But I did, I did think that he uh, showed a level of flexibility that is unusual for, for Fed uh, chief. Usually like to just leave it that way and just see how many people get hurt and then take action. And he didn't do that. You know, David, there's an element of this man which is unpredictable, even as he looks like he's completely predictable. Does that make him exciting? No, he's definitely not exciting, but he did take a shot at the Bears. <laughs> did you hear what he said? He, shot yeah. at the, he said, oh, yeah, and those who like, thought we were going to have a recession, they were wrong. That is it. That's like the, that's the, he showed something right there. That was the quote. Um, are you in the camp now that says, all right, you know, we're, uh, the focus is now not just on inflation any longer, but also on employment and the, the dual mandate, the, I, the I, second part of it has now come to the fore? I was surprised because there really doesn't seem to be any reason to worry about employment yet. But you've got Goldman, a faster return to the 2% target means faster cuts. Bank of America, a holiday gift, the dovish pivot arrives. Deutsche Bank, pal, breaks out the punch bowl. UBS, next up, rate cuts. I mean, these are all the things which just say, don't abandon the market, but rotate into other stocks. And that's what everyone has to do. And Carl, no one wants to go buy Regions Financial or Zions, but when you get a percentage move, in, a, in these region, regional banks I'm talking about, when you get a percentage move in these things, I mean, it's much bigger than what you'll get from uh, my dog, NVIDIA. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Bill Gross's tweet yesterday, uh, said that your, your bond strategy should now be looking at a, a positive curve, a stronger curve, uh, says REITs, the KRE, is like the 49ers trashing the Eagles. Did you see that? No. <laughs> <laughs> And see, it's bad enough in most of Dallas. I was there, looked at that big scoreboard, screaming at my wife. She didn't deserve it. So what, wait, what is Probably this Probably a little too much information. Yeah. Focus on return to positive yield curve. Uh, great day for the curve. Regional banks, mortgage rates up four to five. 
kicking butt. Oh, well, Shantanu right. Narayan said, are I you going to come to the Niners-Eagles game? At least he, even though the stock was down huge, at least he showed some respect. Kicking butt. That's what it was. Got it. But David, I want to make sure I understood. David, that. yeah, okay. sorry, sorry. What is it? In your world, my world. Uh, yeah, yes. in your world, where my what? My world of M and A. What is my world? Which world, world are you thinking of? Restructuring M and A. Yeah. The, the PE. PE. I'm going to give you one, and it's just going to shock you. Tell me, David. People want to buy Warner Brothers Discovery. They want to buy the stock. Yes, they do. Because, because leverage that's going the other way. Yeah. I mean, so or buy, and or refinancing risk right, is let's getting. Let's buy the worst. Refinancing let's risk buy the is worst going balance down. sheet. Now, of course, Zaz, David Zaslav would not say it's a bad balance sheet. No, he wouldn't. He would say that, hey, we're going to get down to 3.8 times leverage very quickly, and we're generating a lot of free cash flow, and it's the usual. But I'm getting story. a lot of calls in the, on the lightning round about this stock. Are you about the stock? Yeah. Well, because, but we've made the point that those, those companies with levered balance sheets and or a, a lot of refinancing risk have benefited over not just yesterday, yeah. but over the last six weeks. Sure. Since we had the significant uh, decline in rates, right? We've come down 100 basis points on the 10. Oh, no, absolutely. But I think people are trying to find stocks that really haven't had big moves that do. Well, look, Ford and GM. I mean, GM, the story today should have been that they laid off nine senior executives at Cruise. But instead, it's going to be margin expansion and uh, rates coming down. People will buy more cars. And it's just a very positive story. That's what you rotate into. By the way, it's a positive, positive also for M&A. Yes. Uh, you know, the well, idea that's that, that's that your to. borrowing costs, of course, are going, to be, are going to be less. It makes your return parameters higher. Mm. It makes you perhaps more likely to do a deal you might not otherwise have done or be able to actually yes. round up the financing that you need. Not saying we're going to see an avalanche of, uh, of uh, sponsor-led deals, but, but not. But it, it helps. It all helps. Well, and David, I'm give you a quiz because I know you like quizzes. I do. I love them. Of the Mag 7, also known as Magnificent 7. Yes. Uh, which stock actually went up after the Fed made the announcement? They all went up. No. They all went down. Oh, they did? Yes, except for Tesla, which is viewed as a rate play. They See, all I, went down. And I, that I was know. the tell. That was the tell. Right there. That, that what, we're going to broaden out now? Yes, we're going to broaden out. I mean, Microsoft was up huge, and it came down. NVIDIA was up huge. David, I mean, I Apple held in there. But Tesla went. They all went down other than Yeah, Tesla. they all went down. Well, that's kind of what I do for a living. I know. Well, I, I barely pay attention after 1130. You know that. I was wondering what you did at 1130. I'm enjoying my life. We, we got Sorry, Carl. 89% of the S&P now above the 50-day. That's the highest percentage of the year. Uh, just speaking of broadening out. I think that uh, Larry Williams, who's my best historian, who said that November would be great and then December would be unbelievable, is saying, listen, enjoy it. It's not going to be a picnic when we get to January. He's looking at cycles and market history. And uh, when he came on, he said November was going to be great. December's great. I was like, oh, really? And it was the best call I've seen of anyone in this market. Uh, even even uh, Ed, even Ed Yardeni. Larry Williams, of course, is the oldest historian, and he does great work. I wish Marty Zweig were alive. He was the greatest guy. But he would say, don't fight the Fed. Fed, Fed's on the canvas. You're not fighting them anymore. Oh, how about the soft landing? You, we're, wait, your trade tables are up, Dave. You don't have you're to see, work. You can, you can actually keep them down because it's going to be so soft. Well, I know that I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I've I'm taken all my seatbelt. The belt. luggage and the overhead bin. Yeah, I'm, on the, I'm on the jet. The jetway. Uh, yeah, today's meeting points to dovish risks to expectations of just uh, of three rate cuts already next year. That's well, kind of what I mean. That's right. Deutsche Bank how about again. The press. 
immediately saying, well, I mean, there must be something wrong. This has to be bad. I mean, why are you doing this? I mean, I mean the, press, the press is so gloomy. Well, the press has um, never owned a stock. Well, two things. One is that, uh, as, as the wires point out today, the Fed rarely cuts at a measured pace. Yes. Compared to the hikes. And then City today, Hollenhorst says uh, bringing forward the rate cuts doesn't show that a soft landing is in progress. It, it shows how difficult it's going to be to yeah, engineer a soft that, landing. The journal said that. And what that says is a guy, let's go back to the Niners example, okay? Like, this guy has won, 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 won. So why do we think he can't win in this? I mean, no one thought he could get to this point. Think about where we were in November two years ago, okay, when you had that new strain of COVID and he didn't raise rates and we had all these billionaires come on and say, you know, he's the worst. The billionaires have been silenced or they're focused on colleges. Yeah, well, they are. They are indicted. It's yeah. still hard, though. What? Jim, it's still hard just because the... The well, climb, he's a good you know, pilot. you're almost at the summit. It doesn't mean that those la- that last bit where the oxygen gets really thin, you're going to make it. Yeah, but but he, he's been good so far. I mean, or maybe you're ten and one, and then in, in week 12, 13. Look, this guy has a little bit field. of a rough patch. He has, he has he has a buy. You don't even make the playoffs. He's got home field advantage. Okay, a buy and home field advantage. That almost always guarantees a spot in the Super Bowl. He's got home field advantage. This guy. How about Super Bowl SoFi Stadium, 2027? Man. That's going to be fun. I say Vegas is fine. But <laughs> I, I just think that I got to give him credit. Uh, I do think that I've been working on his housing thesis. And I think what he did was he pivoted. He realized that every time he raised mortgage rates, all that did was make it so anyone has a 3% won't do it. So if he lowers mortgage rates via this, then they will have rates that are not so disparate. So they would go and put their house up for sale. It actually may work. To lean, into a, the, to lean into the software. Yes, I think he's a working genius. I didn't think you'd do I mean, That makes so much sense. You need to get those people off the schneid and starting to sell their houses. And the only way to do it is to lower rates. Yeah. But why wouldn't Toll Brothers buy 20 million shares when they saw that? <laughs> uh, by the way, we get, of course, fresh data today. Retail sales uh, indicate a positive start to the holidays. November retail sales up three-tenths, surprise gain, up two-tenths, uh, ex-auto, best control group since, I think, August. Or is it July? It's it's definitely in a, in a, uh, in a few months here, Jim. Yeah. Um, the, which raises the question: Is the data or or the additional Fed speak we're going to get going to push back on or solidify this pivot? Well, I, I think that the the number of of what of what people are buying, uh, the amount is is it, it really is dictated by employment and how the wages are up nicely. You know, there was an interview this morning Frank Holland did with uh, an Amazon logistics guy. They are, I mean, the amount of, of stuff they're shipping, they'll ship on Sunday for Christmas Day. I mean, it just seems like today would be up like 10%. I don't know what, what they're ultimately going to be up. Uh, the most important note that I saw today about retail was a call that shrink. UBS. Yeah, that was an amazing UBS point. on shrink. But, David? Yes. They said this was a peak in shrink. I saw UBS, that. But it was not evidence lab. It's not, I, oh, it's not. It's I not can't believe I thought about you when I when I read it. I was it's like, no, but it's not evidence. It's not stamp with the evidence. No, lab. no, no. So it's there's in, no it, evidence behind this. No, it's 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 anecdotal. This is the, just somebody grabbing it out of the no, air. No, they, saying they, they maybe, cite they cite shoplifting data that shows we're actually at a lower rate yeah. of shoplifting than we were pre-pandemic. The data would, published uh, by the Council on Criminal Justice shows the average monthly reported right. shoplifting rate peaked in December of New 19. York, except for New York. New yes, York. you got to strip out New York. Yeah, do you? I went to CVS last night. And I went to get fine, some. Uh, I went to get some cough syrup, 
And I asked the guy, I said, look, I really don't want to pay. <laughs> I said, I see everybody else not paying. They're using, I've been watching the people in the self-checkout. No one is paying. They're using it and they're not paying. And he said, I think it's fair that you pay. I said, but no one else is paying. I mean, come watch these self-checkout. This self-checkout was one of the biggest jokes ever, a great piece in Atlantic. Uh, and that was, that all has to go because uh, none of those people were paying. I felt like a fool. Well, that's why a lot of them are doing a U-turn on self-checkout. They have to. Yeah. I felt, like, is, I felt like a, a, a loser and a lunatic paying. Walk but, out. Put my American Express card out. What a fool. Everyone was laughing. I think oh, they were all laughing. The corner still has self-checkout. We use it. We're all, we all buy you, our you buy, lunch you pay? Yeah, or no pay. pay. I pay. Absolutely. I say take a rain check. That's what I told you. Take it a rain check. <laughs> Realize. Yeah. All right. When we come back, got an exclusive with uh, Southwest uh, Airlines CEO Bob Jordan, who's here at Post 9. We'll talk some holiday travel, uh, capacity additions, the game plan for 2024, bunch of calls to get to, uh, Live Nation, Deck, Six, Marathon. We'll talk some Adobe and Apple when Squawk on the Street continues. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Southwest Airlines looking to avoid a repeat of last year's turbulent holiday travel season. CEO Bob Jordan joins us on the set to discuss his outlook. Our own Phil LeBeau is here, too. Hey, Bob, it's great that you're here. Jim, and I, I do me. want to ask immediately, uh, I know that you're getting people uh, on jetways who learn how to de-ice. You've got, you've got people more dispersed because you had so many people in certain cities that were locked in. How, if, if we have a storm again, like Elliot, are you ready? I, we, we are ready. We, we've invested in uh, trucks and new pads and staffing and, and technology. I'm very, very proud of our people. We are ready for winter. We've already had snow, big snow in Denver, Chicago, and we performed extraordinarily well. Uh, over Thanksgiving, as an example, Thanksgiving Day, there was snow 97% on time, zero cancels across our entire system. Now, it's interesting because at one point you say we give the customer what they want, and you talk about your your terrific affinity system, and I think that's great. But isn't that what you just said? Isn't that what they really want? They want on time because that's how Southwest is. You know, above all, they want to get to where they're going. So if you think about I'm I'm really proud of our team this year. We, uh, you know, we, we got a new order with Boeing. We got all of our jets flying. We're staffed. Uh, and, and I'm just really proud of all the accomplishments. And we are taking a lot of momentum into 2024. But it's all about operating a great airline, improving our efficiency, and improving uh, significantly our uh, returns on invested capital. But one, one last question we give to Phil. You talked about some really interesting travel patterns post-pandemic. Talk to me about Tuesdays and Wednesdays. 
You know, tr our, our travel demand is really strong right now, leisure and managed business. But the business is just not restored to pre-pandemic levels. It's, it's getting better quarter to quarter to quarter. And I'm actually really proud of our Southwest business team because they are winning market share. They've actually picked up three points of share in one single year. But the patterns are different. And it's really because the business travel that typically would have been there on a Tuesday and a Wednesday is just not restored. So uh, our schedules before, if you looked at a Monday to a Tuesday, that was about a one or two point difference. Now with a new uh, schedule in first quarter 24, it's eight to nine points oh. different. So you're just, uh, you, at the end of the day, you want to match your schedule to the demand. Bob, a big part of your scheduling in the first quarter, you guys took a lot of criticism in the industry for how much capacity you added in the third and the fourth quarter. You've pared it back considerably for the yeah. first quarter. Are you pretty confident that you've got the right balance starting in the first quarter and then as you move into the year? Obviously, things can change, but do you feel like you have the balance in place? It's, it's, I, I do. It's hard to know because the travel patterns are very different. And we have optimized our 2024 schedules and changed them, changed the network significantly. And it's not just taking out capacity, but it's changing where the flying is. And as we continue to see change, we will continue to modify the network. But it, next year, again, is all about optimizing the network and driving efficiency. We've seen a real change in the industry in terms of airfares in the last year. And I know you can't predict what airfares are going to be six weeks from now, let alone six months from now. But generally speaking, pricing for the industry, do you expect it to stay roughly where it is right now? What's your, uh, if you had somebody said, what do you expect for the industry for 24? Well, you know, at Southwest Airlines, we're proud. We're the pricing. I leader. know what you're going to say. Low yeah. cost, low fares. But if you go back to pre-pandemic and you look at fares today, they're about 8% higher from 2019. So if you, if you ran just normal annual increases forward, their fares of today are well below where they would have been but for the pandemic. Uh, you know, as you think about it, you've got a lot of airlines taking capacity out, moderating. I, I, there's probably some room to move on pricing, but we are completely focused on driving efficiency and, again, getting our returns above our cost of capital. And, and paying down your debt. And, and I know that's debt. a big part of it. And, and look, we, Jim and I have talked about this. You guys, and I say you guys, the airline stocks, you are the unloved children right now because of your debt levels. And whether that's fair or not, that's the, that's the perception that is out there. Does that change this year? Do you think that perhaps there's a little bit less of, I don't think these guys can pay down their debt, to, okay, they're making the moves that are needed to be made? Well, we've always been known for financial discipline, a very strong balance sheet. We're the only airline that exited the pandemic with uh, cash over debt. We have about uh, $12.7 billion in liquidity compared to $8 billion in debt. Uh, so we have do, we do have future debt towers that come in 2025 and beyond. Yep. So we're holding a little bit of cash in, in excess for that. But no, we have a very, very strong financial position, very strong balance sheet. It's about one of the continual themes uh, in everything that I read about you is margin improvement, margin expansion. Uh, some of that can come from ad spending. For instance, I know you had spent on letter X, uh, which I found quizzical because that means you're in with a scrum. You're high, and there's a lot of things that are said on, on Twitter that, to me, would be unbecoming to your customers. It's time to just pull the plug entirely, or where are you on that? You know, we, we constantly evaluate all channels because you want your ad spending to be not only the most effective in terms of the channel that you use, but how you spend your, your advertising, whether that's social, mass media. 
And we also want to be the places that our customers are because you, you handle your customers through those channels as well. But no, we'll continue to take a look at that. Now, at the same time, uh your, I have to tell you, this affinity program sounds great, but I want people to know what rapid rewards really means because you mentioned it a hundred times at conference. What do I get? I mean, I get points that I actually use. That was an odd thing. I thought we all use our points. We, we are, you know, we are very proud of our rapid rewards program. It is growing faster than the airline. It has for a very, very long time now. We are gathering record numbers of customers every quarter, record engagement, uh, record spend on our card. And when you see other airlines leaning away from their customers, we are leaning towards them. So you got points that never expire. Uh, you now have same day standby. Uh, you have tier uh, status that is actually easier to earn, not harder to earn. We made it easier to earn. So we're actually leaning to our customers. But no, I'm very proud of our program. It is award winning and it's the best in the industry. All right, we're gonna leave the last to Phil. Well, basically, yeah, I, you know, you're going to be cutting back on your capex long term. You guys announced that yesterday. Um, the max cadence in terms of deliveries. How comfortable are you with where it is, where it's headed in 24 and 25, 26? Yeah, I. Uh, we, we have a wonderful, cost-effective new agreement with Boeing that takes us out to 2031, yep. and uh, we have a lot of flexibility in that agreement. We did moderate our 2025 and beyond capacity from mid-single digits to low to mid. Uh, that really allows us to manage our capex, which obviously allows us to manage free cash flow and hit our return center. Uh, I, the, the, the MAX 8 is a wonderful aircraft. I'm uh, very optimistic. Uh, it's, really, it's really Boeing, but I'm very optimistic that we'll see the MAX 7 uh, certification sooner rather than later. And uh, we need that aircraft, and it's a wonderful aircraft. I, I want to thank, Phil, thank Bob you. for coming on the set and Phil for visiting us because I, I, I've been negative on the stock, as you know, but that's I've, I've changed that stance. It's just too good an opportunity, even though your price is We, we appreciate it. Thank you all for the time. Thank you, Jim. When we come back, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Take another look at futures here holding in. Ten years, still sub four, and the 30-year, uh, just about 11 basis points away. Don't go away. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Get to a mad dash. You got. You have a very little amount of time. We got an opening bell. Okay. All right. Seconds. All right. Look, uh, Raj Subramanian is not getting the recognition you should at FedEx. Uh, Bernstein today just talks about, can FedEx continue to put points on the board in a down market? Yes, they can. This is about a transformation of FedEx, and I think that this stock, as high as it is, goes higher, because Raj is doing a killer job. He's just crushing Margins keep going up. Yes. And Raj, look, look, Fred Smith built a great company. Time for new blood. Raj is taking it into overdrive. This place called Drive. I, I like this stock very, very much. Let's get the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. The big board, it is DMX, celebrating a sponsorship of Bryant Park, yeah. one of the best places in New York City and the Winter Village there at the NASDAQ, Alico, an agribusiness and land management company. Jim is up to 47.23 today. Yeah, look, I, 
I think that there's a big pivot. You got to watch Mag Seven versus everything else. Uh, watch a Zions Bank. Uh, watch a bank like Comerica, which everybody was really worried about. Watch Schwab, which at one time people worried about. Those are the ones that I think can really have a move. Uh, and then, even though they've, they're up big, the home builders will do better. But I just think that this is also a Home Depot market. Like. If you start feeling better, you're going to remodel and renovate. And a lot of people are not remodeling and renovating. That stock may be another stock that you want to be in. What did Langone say yesterday? Of course, he's you know one of the old founders of Depot. Uh, I mean, the, the returns on that company's stock since inception are, since it went public, are amazing. Well, you know, look. Yearly, I think. It, yes, think they are amazing. And if you think that shrink is has peaked, they have a terrible shrink problem. You know what? All you have to do is you look at their private label brands that are for sale right now on Amazon. Yeah. They don't sell on Amazon. Oh, so people are stealing them and selling them. And then on they Amazon. have website. Right. You know, that's not a really good thing. No, it's a bad thing. Yeah. But you can get some great deals. And I think everyone belongs in jail. Gotta, we got to figure out something. Yeah, look we at the return. Next look at the prices. return. There it is. Thank you, guys. Look at that. Will you look at that? Look at that. Is and that, it's fun. And the stores are almost, packed. Wait, that's They're, almost a million percent return. I, 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 the stores are jammed, like my wife has said, more than she's I mean, ever seen. To be They're fair, gorgeous that too. is 42 years. But Well, David, it's a fantastic wow. place to shop. Jim. That's wealth creation. Yes, it's wealth. This is discovering Home Depot. It's where you go. You no, I mean, come on. Did you know it was a million percent? A million? A million percent? No. no. But I do know that this is what the market does. But maybe we should just sit here and talk about wealth distribution and the rich and the poor and Congress and how we got to look at the two-year and the ten-year and forget that million percent, David, because that's only available right. for people who do well, the I homework. Mean, you could have come with a mad dash in 1981 and said, hey, put away Home Depot, and then you wouldn't have had to say anything again. You could yeah. have just shut up for the next 42 what? years. Do you think I'd be here? <laughs> I love this company. Home yes. Depot. Yes. My wife was sending me pictures uh, two days ago from Home Depot. Hey, just the sheer number of people. Incredible. Uh, Jim, your point about the regionals uh, is a good one because Schwab, Citizens, Truist, Key, Regions, Zions, all helping to lead the market here up four or more. That's a percentage gain. That's what you want. We pay, play for percentage gains. We don't, you know, it, it's, we don't want uh, four more points in Microsoft. We want to get the 5% in regions financial, which we thought was left for dead. Eight times earnings, 5% yield. I now feel much better about the yield, and that's what you're looking for. And now people say, well, where's regions financial? Well, you know, it's, it's in the South. Nothing matter with that. Um, Adobe, uh, you had uh, you had Sean New on the Mad Money last night. Yes. Uh, Adobe stock is down over six percent after uh, reporting earnings after the bell yesterday. It seems to be, despite what was a strong fourth quarter, Jim, that they did lower their fiscal year twenty four expectations in terms of guidance. Not the first time he's done that. No. Um, what do you think? Uh, I think you wait for another day, maybe tomorrow, but then you buy it because even though he lowered guidance, every division is on fire. And he's done this before, usually wait a day or two, and you get back in. Now, of course, in a, in a Fed rate cut, it may not be the ideal stock to buy. Uh, but, David, I'm going to go back to your world, okay? This Did we Figma show deal, Adobe shares? This we Figma did. deal yeah. is very important for them. 
still right. They're still waiting on approvals. On and the I think the deal. private Department. company, by the way, private company, but I think that they just, paid a huge number for twenty bill. Yeah, but I think the Justice Department doesn't want it to happen. And uh, Shanti and I were batting back and forth that there are now so many new companies in the area that it, since the Justice Department got angry, this is very typical. Like it, when Justice Department went after Google, that was before TikTok. I mean, TikTok is killing Google. So I mean, why should we worry about Google? TikTok's killing everybody. Well, that is the old uh, criticism of antitrust policy in general. It can never keep up with the dynamism of the market. Wow, it's good. Thank you. Good. Every so often. He's so good. You know? Dynamism of the market. Wow. Uh, look, I, 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 this is just one of those moments where you look at what's worst, decide if that's a good balance sheet, and if it has a good balance sheet, you can get in, which, is, which brings me to Foot Locker. Foot Locker upgraded, okay? It does, Piper. it does not have a good balance sheet. My trust owns it. It's been disappointing, but not anymore because they're talking about full price merchandise. The, what's bedeviled them is uh, discounting. They had a billion dollars in inventory that wasn't good. They're gonna close them like 70 champs. This is Mary Dillon. It's never paid to bet against Mary Dillon. She turned around Ulta. She's going to do it again with Foot Locker, wow. even as everybody feels that she doesn't have the horses. She's got Nike. She's got you know, you know, New Balance is doing incredibly well. People don't talk about New Balance. Don't forget Hulk is doing well. We're going to get, uh, well, we got the Foot Locker upgrade. Piper goes to overweight. We'll get Costco tonight. Costco is um, going to be one where I think we're going to say, well, you know, that's, that's an A student. I'm looking for a C student that's going to become an A student. I don't need an A student. It's been the best stock. It was an all time high yesterday. And again, uh, well, today, uh, I would think maybe uh, Etsy, these layoffs. Yeah. Uh, Bernstein today calls it the new eBay and a good short. That is, that's so aggressive. I, I think that's wrong. I think that Josh Silverman was overstaffed. Uh, I think that there's a lot to like, but it was one of those companies that are like Ohana, like Salesforce had. Well, the Ohana, before Elliot got involved, Elliot was not as interested in the Ohana. We're Hawaiian family. The Hawaiian word for family is Ohana, right. right. And Salesforce and, had a more Ohana approach. Yeah, but that went out the window. And then when they got a bunch of activists, they started to focus more on margins, and perhaps that meant Budgets. actually not hiring as many and even firing some people. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they, they actually are down 10,000. So your point ago. is on Etsy, what? That they were that, overstaffed? That, that Etsy, I just think that Etsy could be uh, a remarkable stock again, but obviously they had too big of table employment. Yeah. Right here in Brooklyn. Right here in Brooklyn. Uh, I, look, I it, happen to think that it's a, that obviously they're worried about Christmas and probably not that good, but I also think it's a franchise. It's a good franchise. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, let's talk a little Moderna because that stock is up sharply. Yes. It does typically trade in big increments percentage-wise on news, sometimes not even on any, but this morning the news is potentially a real positive for, uh, for people with resected high-risk melanoma. They've been testing their cancer vaccine, essentially, for lack of a better term, with Keytruda, of course, one of the great cancer fighting drugs from Merck, and uh, they got some decent results, Jim. Um, yeah, I think, I'm so glad you call it the vaccine, because when I, when I first inter interviewed uh, Stefan Bansell, it was at the J.P. Morgan conference, the stock was at 11, remember the stock went up big, and he said, we're going to develop vaccines for cancer, and I said, I'll believe it when I see it. I know. And then he did it. And then he did. Uh, Stefan Bansell was a guest on Squawk Box this morning talking about this latest trial, as you can see sort of the headlines on it right there. Uh, take a listen to what he thought. 
Now at a three-year mark in the same study, we shrink almost 50%, meaning the two curves are differentiating further as time goes by. And that's really exciting because not only we think it will have a huge impact on melanoma, it's one in two people. Think about the number of lives that can be impacted, number of people that can be saved and live a normal life despite a diagnostic of cancer. Very exciting, yeah. Now we know cancers, you know, people think that cancer is all one disease and it's not, but I just think that this is something that tells me that the original franchise is finally here. And that's that's something that's worth more than just where the stock is. But David, as great as this one is, the stock that people keep talking about is Vertex. Because if you do have a pain drug and it does not cause habit forming uh, behavior, then you have to buy the stock. And it's coming down, so it's an opportunity. Yeah, it was up yesterday. Of course, we, we discussed it. Uh, right. The positive, it was phase two trial, I believe. Yeah, right? but that's, um, they, for, they, they publicized that, which was meaning their confidence levels very high. Conceivably would replace opioids in terms of pain management, which obviously would be a very big deal. Yes. Uh, we still are in the midst of an absolute crisis in this country. Oh, my. It's just um, horrible. We don't talk about that often. But Why don't we? Because you know it's horrific. at the core of a lot of the problems with employment, health care, and we don't talk about it. 300 people a day are still dying of opioid or opioid-related. So if you had something, you could change, it could change whole towns. Got a record high on Apple, Jim, uh, 199.62. Uh, City today names it a top pick for 24. They say the Bears are missing iPhone premiumization, the silicon insourcing, acceleration in services. They think Vision Pro and AI uh, is just an upside catalyst. Yeah, look, I, I, I have to tell you, I, I think that I thought that that report was very good in terms of talking about the service revenue. They're using 16%. I think they're actually lowballing. But Mike Seaver at T-Mobile, when I interviewed him last week in, in Seattle, these guys are an amazing partner. And it wouldn't be, it would not surprise me if they partner on some bigger stuff than they're just doing right now. Uh, but he's, uh, Mike said that the, the just opening an account with an iPhone is the easiest thing in the world. And their numbers are the best. Speaking of chips, uh, Intel's going to announce some processors today that might improve the AI story. That's the second best Dow name of the year. I know, and I, I got to hand it to them. They are making a turn, but uh, AMD's ahead of them, and NVIDIA is the king. NVIDIA is the king. It's the king. Did you read the piece in uh, the, the journal or the piece in, in uh, New Yorker? I did read the New Yorker piece, yeah, on Jensen, absolutely. I think the Denny's story piece. is a great story. No, no, remember what he said about Intel. I, oh, I, I flee Intel I flee every Intel. chance I get. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there, um, I urge people to read it because you need to know who this man is. In our never-ending sort of discussion about advances in AI and generative AI and where we are, guys, I, I, I don't know if you saw uh, the latest entry from Tesla in terms of its Optimus robot. See what, what uh, uh, this thing can do? Um, it, can, it can pick up an egg now. Um, that's a robot. And, All right. Uh, wait. Uh, okay. Yeah, there okay. we go. There's an egg. All that's right. an egg. All that right. is, by the way, that's huge right there. I see you an egg. Because that was really, uh, hand manipulation is a key here. I mean, of course it can walk, it can dance. But now it's got brand new hands. I see you, you with put, this you hand You put generative in AI in that egg. thing, and who well, knows see, what we got. Okay, I see you with a hand in the egg. 
But how about a dog that can pick up Jello? Jensen. Dogs picking up Jello. Bingo. No. We all need we all need Jello picking up dogs. Do you know how hard it is to pick up Jello? Uh, listen, this thing can walk all over your house. It can it could probably make you uh, breakfast pretty soon. I you know I. Talked. I did not um, talk to, but I went to. By election. the way, they say they're a year away from this thing being able to thread a needle. Really? Yes. Well, okay, I can do that now. And do you remember when Musk said we're going to have a robot for every person? No, one I on know. one, one on one ratio. I know. Well, it's just I'm just more worried about the Sam Altman. Much more, you know. And, the, and it dances. So if you want to have a dance party, take a listen. It dances. I've seen you. You've got moves. Ain't question nothing. Those those were nice moves. Now, David. Yes, Jim. This just makes you even more fearful, I presume. Of course. Because Shanta knew you last night. Shanta and Ryan, Adobe said, look, don't don't have to worry about it. Right. Because it's going to have an off-on switch. Sure. Right. Come on. You remember that Will Smith movie? It's a good movie. I Robot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a device. I I just think that, that the fear I have is the fear of they have a hundred people, a hundred, this brain that's an infinite brain. When it's got higher intelligence than we have and it's fully mobile. Well, oh yeah, they're going to be, they're going to have no, they're going to just be our slaves. No, I think maybe it could be the other way around. Well, Jensen does, he he will give this and say, I want a summary of this. And he gets a summary of it in, he does this actually in real life. Best gets a summary of a minute. Now I'm sitting there Best reading, you know, I'm sitting there reading about W.K. Kellogg and he's like got the summary and he knows he doesn't need to read it. He has the edge on me, Jensen. So he's Kellogg. thinking about humanity and the war with machines and you're like my cellar hold W.K. Kellogg. Yeah, yeah trying I'm, to find out about I'm his atavistic. history. I'm start as a sanitarium in, uh, in uh, in Michigan there? Wasn't that what it started with? And then he fed everybody, you know, he gave everybody sort of nice breakfast. And then well, all I know is, is that... Battle Creek there? Is that it, yes, that's yeah. Keller. Yeah. That all I know is, is that I read the things that are superfluous. I don't know the superfluous. Uh, Jensen would say, don't give me the superfluous. Um, guys, real quick back to, uh, I mean, if you've got a lot of debt, you're having a heck of a day. Is it Warner Brothers? Even, even, I mean, they're even buying Altice. Oh, really? Yeah, it's up 22%. Altice, which... Altice. Be careful. Uh, but Rivian, uh, Lucid, and in other words, if you you know, if you know have a huge need for capital and or huge refinancing needs or financing really? needs, your stock is up sharply. By the way, I would add on Rivian and Lucid, both of which are up over 9%. Rivian did sign some deal yeah. with AT&T. AT&T, a, a new They're, pilot right. program they for, a number, for fleet though. cars, yes. Um, they're going to buy some Rivian. Amazing. These, these are, we're in a moment where what was left for dead is fantastic. How about you want to bang out Oxy Berkshire and uh, Nucor? Just buy the darn thing. Yeah, it buys, you know, it looks like Warren just buys it all the time. He's got a huge percentage. 600 million in three days? Kind of What's he up to, to now, percentage-wise? Where is it? 27%? 27%? It's 27%. It's pretty amazing, right? Does it quietly? It's a lot. I mean, by the way, what of Apple, though, it, you know, you, you say all these things, and then his Apple position alone is a hundred and something billion dollars. No, that's brilliant. Well, more, right? So, I mean, you know, you can do a little dark throw here and hit a lot of stocks. 
can't. They're going higher. It is a nice day. I mean, the broader averages, but if you are to the point, Carl made, of course, the banks and or a levered balance sheet, need for capital, you are having a very good day. And so cable also, which consumes a good amount of capital. Comcast shares are up uh, almost 3%. Charter's up 4%. Do we work for Comcast shares? Yes, we do. I like to say that one. Dish. Mention. I mean, if also, if you're just a disaster in terms of your capital Dish? Structure, Dish you're, is you're up? actually having a good day. Yeah, Dish. 10%. Well, I mean, so what? We just have a holiday where we can buy whatever we want? Yeah, today's the day because they're going to live on for longer. Well, it's a Walgreens boots leads the Dow kind of right. day. Yeah. Well, what's amazing is is that Enphase Energy, which has been the consummate dog because it turned out not to be solar. It turned out to be finance. Second day in a row that the stock is scorching, scorching. Think about that one. You think J.P. Morgan's only up up a lot less than the big banks because Jamie Dimon has not been right on rates, and so people are taking it out on them? Well, he also, I mean, that's the least levered. I'd rather own U.S. Bank. I'm kidding, but remember when Dimon was saying, what, where were we headed, 7? Yeah. 7%? Yeah, he was, he, he was wrong on that. Yeah. Although his, his geopolitical worries, there's no reason to think those are less no, relevant right no, now. No, but I do know that this is, about, this is a rally about finance. Companies that need finance. That's what's happening. Uh, well said. Uh, the guys are right. 1% gains for the banks, for energy, industrials, consumer discretionary. Wow. Uh, a lot's working well today, even with the Dow up only 100 points. Quick reminder, you can get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or use the QR code on your screen. It takes you right there. There's a little more data on the way today. Business inventories in about 15 minutes. Fed balance sheet tonight. Uh, but it's all about uh, the curve and certainly what rates have done in the past, say, 18, 24 hours with the 10 years still below four. Back in a moment. We mentioned the dollar today. Haven't talked about the ECB or the BOE both holding. Uh, ECB trimming their inflation forecast for next year. They were at 3.2. They go down to 2.7. And the B of E says it's way too early to speculate about cuts. Interesting, also a surprise hike out of Norway, uh, 25 basis points. Dow for the meantime up uh, 83 points. We'll get stopped trading with Jim after a break. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Well, uh, Carl, it is at times they are changing Bob Dylan market. People, the slow ones now or later be fast. And what I see is this. I don't want to buy the Altezas. I want to think about the next day or the next day. I don't want to recommend a stock that's up three or four that provides no value. Procter & Gamble is the stock that's been hurt the most by the currency. They said there would be $800 million hit in currency. It was going to wipe out all their gains from the decline in commodities. They got crushed in Argentina. They've moved out of that. Uh, this is the company that has a good yield, a dividend aristocrat, will do well. But look, today it's a, an A student. They don't want the A students. In the end, you come back to the honor roll, and this company is summa cum laude. So no worries about lack of pricing power? Or no, because their intellectual property has been re really good. They've, they've been able to take price pretty much consistently. It's not the kind of stock people want now, but I just don't want... I'm mindful of what David was saying, which is that they're buying stocks that if... You know, they're trying to buy something, an algorithm saying buy it, and then have someone take you out of it. That's a greater fool theory. I like a stock like this because it's for sale, and it is the biggest beneficiary of the big cap stocks. Of a weak dollar. That's good. That's good. How about tonight? Okay, I have a stock, Chewy, which uh, makes pictures of your dogs. Uh, is a company that prospered for a long time, and then Amazon came in, and I think Amazon crushed it. But I think they have a good business model. We're going to have them on tonight. What a wild day, huh? It is kind of crazy. It really uh, best, is. Uh, uh, Russell's up 
uh, strongest in more than 10 months. Yeah, there was yep. someone on Frank's show that talked about that's really where the action is. I prefer to buy a Wells Fargo or a Morgan Stanley, which my Chapel Trust owns, and lag the market hideously down a lot. And that's another thing to buy. Wells Fargo, Charlie Sharp's doing a great job. No one cares. No? Sharp's great. Nobody gets a Sharp. You know Charlie, right? I, I do a bit, yeah. Well, should we call him? No. After you dance a little bit more on no, our way out. We don't need Here to call. <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be a great robot future. It's going to be one big dance party. Well, David, that's probably what we're going to have to take up because we certainly won't be needed here. How about a, how about a split screen here? Yeah. Yeah. Really quick, before yeah. we go. Let's give no? it to us. No, one more. Come on. Send us no. to break dancing. I know. Look, but Sam Alvin said it. There's no need for any of us, basically. <laughs> Bad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, Art Cashin's playbook for 24 in a minute. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, The ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today.